Researcher and author Brene Brown tells a story about her daughter, Ellen. Ellen was on the swim team. Brene went to pick her up one evening after practice and she had no more got into the car that she burst into tears. She said, mom, I have to swim the 100 meter breaststroke on the, at the meet this weekend. Now this is how Brene remembers what happened next. Quote, I knew this was really a bad thing in her world. So I tried not to seem too relieved. And Ellen said, you don't understand. I can't swim breaststroke, I'm terrible. I begged my coach not to put me in that event. Well, I was getting to, ready to respond with something empathetic, you know, like a good parent as I pulled into the driveway. But just then she looked me right in the eye, put her hand on top of mine and said, please, mom, please help me. I'm still gonna be swimming when the other girls are getting out of the pool. They are gonna be on the blocks while I'm still swimming. I'm really that slow. Mom, will you help me? Will you talk to the coach and see if he can put me into another race? The ask is clear. Mom, make this hard thing go away. And the instinct for a parent, oh, it is to protect to pave the way, to fix, it, fix things, to make things easier, to make things right. You know, there is so much hard stuff that awaits our children out there in the world. They won't be picked for the team. They will have their hearts broken. They, they will face embarrassment, rejection. Their bodies will break down. They won't get the job. Just the thought of all that is out there makes me want to wrap our kids in physical and emotional bubble wrap. One of my tougher parenting challenges was swim lessons. There was something about seeing my child's tiny shivering body sitting at the side of the pool waiting for the instructor to take a hold of them and, and then watching their tiny body try to stay afloat in the cold water that just, oh, it just made my heart break. I would sit in the parents' bleachers on the side of the pool uh, and, and fight the urge to walk over and grab her, take her out of that water and, and just go home. But something stopped me. You see, I, I just really wanted her to learn how to swim. And the only way to do that was to let her get into the water. So I would sit on the bleachers and breathe deeply and because of who I am and how I look at the world, I kept saying to myself over and over, it's gonna be okay, she is baptized. And this is what it looks like to live a life shaped by baptism. You get wet. It's the only way to learn how to swim. And it's my job as a parent to let her do that. And I am able to do that because of baptism because I know my daughter belongs to God in all things, in all times, in all places. That's my swim lesson experience. The truth is we want all of our children to learn how to swim, which means that we have to let them get wet, to not intervene, not rescue. Back to our story. Uh, Brene has just been asked by her daughter to intervene with her coach. She remembers, quote, it felt unbearable 
I wanted to scream, yes, you don't ever have to swim an event you don't want to swim ever, but I didn't. I took a deep breath, counted to five and said, let me talk to your dad. So after the kids went to bed, Brene and her husband talked for an hour debating. And finally, they agreed that Ellen would have to take this up with her coach. And if her coach still wanted her to swim that race, she needed to do it. Brene remembers, quote, the next morning, Ellen was upset when he told her this, when we told her this, and even more upset when she came home from practice and told us that her coach thought it was important for her to get an official time for the event. She folded her arms at the table, put her head down and cried. At one point, she lifted up her head and said, I could just scratch the event. A lot of people miss their heats. Brene continues, a part of me thought, perfect. And then Alan said, I won't win. I'm not even good enough to get second or third place. Everyone is going to be watching. And then I knew that this was op an opportunity to move the levers, to redefine what's important, to make our family culture more influential than the swim meet, her friends, the ultra competitive sports culture that is rampant in our community. I looked at her and I said, you can scratch that event. I'd probably consider that option too. But what if your goal for that race isn't, isn't to win or even to get out of the water at the same time as the other girls? What if your goal is simply to show up and get wet? Ellen looked at me as if I was crazy. Just show up and get wet? Just get in the water? I explained that I had spent many, many years never trying anything I wasn't really good at doing and how those choices all, almost made me forget what it feels like to be brave. I said, sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up, end quote. Do you see what Brene and her husband are up to? They don't just refuse to rescue their child. They do something more than that. They reframe the situation. They suggest an alternative way of looking at things, a more holistic way of defining success. And they make a stand for the values of their family. I would say that what they are doing is they are helping their daughter live a baptism-shaped life. I'm very fond of that language. And, and because I, I think it helps all of us explore what, what a baptism-shaped life looks like and how we can help others to live such a life. Um, this isn't just about parenting. I'm not just speaking to parents. Um, this is about all of us. In baptism, we make promises to love and support each person being baptized, not just when they are children. How do we support uh, everyone living a baptism-shaped life. Well, first off, we don't rescue. We let people get wet. And then we look for opportunities to do some reframing. Reframing can happen anywhere, around the dinner table, in the car. Sometimes it is as simple as saying, that may be how other people do things, but in our family, we treat people with kindness and respect, whatever your family values are. Here in the life of the church, I think of summer youth trips as an annual reframe, a time to put aside the values and pressures of the surrounding culture, especially around social media, and rediscover what matters, what 
what, what lasts, what's important. And I think of weekly worship as um, a weekly reframing of our lives where we remind ourselves, oh, that's right. I'm not the center of the universe. God is. Um, we remember that kindness feels good. Uh, I remember I, I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I am loved, cherished by God, full stop. And so is everyone else. This reframe, no matter how often it happens, it's such an important part of living a baptism-shaped life and supporting others and living a baptism-shaped life. The final part of the story. Quote, and so the day of the meet came. We stood at the end of the pool, held our breath, and Ellen stepped up onto the blocks. She looked right at us, nodded her head, and snapped her goggles into place. And she was the last one out of the pool. The other swimmers had already left the deck, and there were girls standing on the blocks already ready for the next heat. Steve and I, we screamed and cheered the entire time. When she got out of the pool, she walked over to the coach, who gave her a hug. When she finally made her way to us, she was smiling and a little tearful. She looked at her dad and me, and she said, I was pretty bad, but I did it. I showed up, and I got wet. I was brave, unquote. I think that's what happens to Jesus the day of his baptism. He shows up. He gets wet. He is brave. But that's not all. Jesus, like Ellen, hears words of affirmation and belonging. He hears the vo voice of God say, this is my son. I am pleased with him. Now, keep in mind, at this point in the story, Jesus hasn't done anything. He hasn't healed anyone. He hasn't taught a thing. He hasn't swum a lap. All he's done is get wet. Um, all he has done is get in the water. I think that's what today's passage is all about. God cheering on Jesus. Um, I love you. You're awesome. I'm not going to rescue you from what is to come. I'm not going to save you from hard things, but I love you. You're awesome. Remember who you are. We cannot protect even those we love the most from the hard things of life. We can, though, help reframe them. And we can scream and cheer our support from the sidelines. May others do the same for us as together we figure out what it means to live a baptism-shaped life. Amen.